Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Sri Advaita Gadada Sri Vasadinga Bhaktavinda I thank Krishna, I thank Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Prabhupada Prabhupada Shri Prabhupada Kijai, Harinam, Sankirtan Yagi Kijai, Ananta Kuti Varshnava Bin Kijai, Grantarat Shriman Bhagavatam Kijai. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Guraman. Do you know which one it is? 16. Thanks. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th Canto, Chapter 19, The Perfection of Spiritual Knowledge, Text Number 16. Adavante Chamadhyecha Sirjat Siryam Yat Anvijaj Punastat prati sankrame Yatschishita tadivasat Adavanti samadhicha Sirjat sirjam yat anviyat 
punastat prate sankrame Ado, in the causal stage. Ante, in the termination of the causal function. Cha, also. Maje, in the face of maintenance. Cha, also. Sirja, from one production. Shijam to another production. Yad, which? Anviyad, accompanies. Punaha, again. Tad, of all material faces. Pratisankrame, in the annihilation. Yad, which? Shisheta remains. Tad that. Eva indeed. Sad the one eternal. Translation Commencement, termination, and maintenance are the stages of material causation. That which constantly accompanies all these material faces from one creation to another and remains alone when all material phases are annihilated, is the one eternal purport. The Lord here reiterates that the one supreme personality of Godhead is the basis of the unlimited material variety. Material variety is a chain of cause and effect relationships by which innumerable objects are produced. A particular material effort is converted into a subsequent cause, and when the causal phase is terminated, the effect disappears. 
fire causes firewood to burn to ashes. And when the causal function of fire is finished, fire itself, which was the effect of a previous cause, is also terminated. The simple fact is that all material objects are created, maintained, and ultimately annihilated by the supreme potency of the Lord. And when the entire field of material cause and effect is withdrawn so that all cause-effect relationships vanish, the personality of Godhead remains in his abode. Therefore, although innumerable objects may function as causes, they are not the ultimate or supreme cause. Only the, supreme, only the personality of Godhead is the absolute cause. Similarly, although material things may exist, they do not always exist. The personality of Godhead alone has absolute existence. By the process of jnana or knowledge, one should understand the supreme position of the Lord. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyananana Salakaya Shakshuran Minitam Yena Tasmai Si Gurve Nama Si Chaitanya Manobistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunichananda Si Advaita Gadadar Si Vasari Gora Bhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare um, So basically we're discussing the um, principle of cause and effect and how um, there are many causes and many effects. Uh, it's uh, when someone is uh, is driving his car onto the grass onto the grass there will be tracks on the grass from the car right? so the person has caused um, but of course ultimately we see that all these objects that were part of the particular action have been caused by the supreme lord um, and that everything is simply a combination of the energy of the Supreme Lord, including ourselves. So in the 10th canto of Bhagavatam, it is said uh, that the Lord is like, uh, like a boy, yatar baka pratibimba, a boy who's playing with his own reflection. He's like sitting at the side of a water body and he's just playing with his own reflection. So in one sense, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is in relationship with his own energies. Uh, now, uh, we understand there are various energies, the internal energy, antaranga, the tatasta shakti, the marginal energy, the living beings, and the bahirangi shakti, the temporary material energy that we are now dealing with, that we are now finding ourselves within. Uh, in a body of temporary material energy, living in a in a world surrounded by material energy, and most of our focus is the interaction with that material energy. Um, so Bhagavatam is is reminding us about what is behind that material energy. Um, 
The same message which we find here is also found in the Chatu Sloki Bhagavatam, Aham Evasam Eva Gre, that always I am there, uh, Nanyanyat. Uh, nothing else actually is, is remaining. Everything comes into being, it, uh, it grows, it, uh, it flourishes, gives us some byproducts, it dwindles and ceases to exist. The sixth transformation, sat avikar, of material existence. All these things are there. So, um, the Bhagavatam is, is reminding us really about what is really meaningful. Um, the bigger picture, in other words. And that all the things that we achieve are, are, are temporary in this world. Even what is closest to us, our, our family members, um, even they, these are temporary relationships. Um, a child is not our child, a child is under our care. Um, that is a temporary placed under our care by the Supreme Lord. And all we can do is, is add something uh, um, for a short period of time. Now, if whatever we add is eternal, then there's real benefit. If somehow or other we can give that child some, temp some permanent benefit, otherwise feeding it, making it fat and healthy and so on, what is the real benefit of that? And, uh, one day, um, good health is nice, but you know, how long can you have it? Uh, sooner or later, it breaks down. So in this way, the sages... Um, the wise, Buddha Bhava Saman Vita, they see Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo Mata Sarvam Pravartite Itivata Majantimam Buddha Bhava Saman Vita. They see uh, the spiritual world, the material world, and they see that behind is Krishna. And they see that behind is the loving Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, if we're only looking at the aspect of eternity, that is the business of the jnani. Uh, the jnani is basically seeing deeper than the external. And the jnani is basically seeing that all these external manifestations are actually finding their root in Brahman, in the spiritual energy of the Lord. And they constantly remind themselves like that. Therefore, the jnani will come to the conclusion, what is the point of all these temporary relationships? Uh, the devotee also, uh, also sees Brahma Bhutta Prasanatmana Kangsatina Sosati. So he also comes to this platform of seeing the eternity of everything, seeing how everything rests on Brahman. Then also, therefore, Finding that the ups and downs, the suk and duk, the happiness and distress of material life is therefore not important and is therefore prasanatma, satisfied within the self. But then, only then it begins, madbhaktim labhate param, then begins devotional service. And devotional service, Srila Prabhupada sometimes calls it loving devotional service. Because that is where, that is the real purpose of the Lord. Uh, the loving exchange, that is the point, uh, nothing else. That is the point of existence, that is the point of everything. So eternity is not enough in itself. Nice to see the eternal nature of everything. 
but ultimately it is about loving devotional service and entering into a loving relationship with the Supreme Lord. Uh, that loving relationship we have forgotten. And the Supreme Lord is never, uh, for a moment, not absorbed in that relationship. So even when we turn away, he is still there. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada explained that the Lord is more eager for us to go back to Godhead than we are. Uh, he's waiting. Nasiyami at Mabhavastu. He's waiting in the consciousness, so it is stated. Te sam evanukam partam aham agyana jamtamaha. Nasiyami at Mabhavastu. Gyana dipena basvataha. He waits in the consciousness, and when there's a little, expl- uh, little inclination towards him, then, from, then he starts to make arrangements from within, from without, somehow or other, uh, to encourage that person. Yeah, in, in, uh, I, I many times uh, experienced that Krishna was doing something in, in, in my life, even before I had taken up this process. Uh, for example, uh, at one point, uh, I had sort of found out about Krishna consciousness and I came to the conclusion this is very full on. These people are extremely serious. It's not like, you know, it's not something you just do on the side. I realized it's like it takes over everything. So I thought it's really one of those things, it's an all or nothing thing. You know, either you do it or you don't. That was my conclusion. So I thought, maybe I better not then. <laughs> uh, uh, so I chose not to. And then I got involved with some girl and she had a dog named Krishna. So Krishna, and then we had this dog. That was my, my former wife. She had a dog named Krishna. Right? So then I would walk around at night with this dog, and the dog wouldn't come back, and I would be calling, Krishna, Krishna, and do Harinam around the block, right? Now you can sort of, in hindsight, you can see the whole arrangement, you know, like what was going on, and the whole plan, and somehow or other. So in this way, uh, I can see in my whole life how Krishna was there, um, I was on a bus, and the whole bus was full, and there was one empty seat next to me, and sudden, and I was about 14, and suddenly this Hare Krishna comes up the bus, and I think, oh no, oh my God, the only empty seat is next to me, oh no. And sure enough, he sat next to me, and I sort of squeezed into the wall of the bus, you know, and but he must have... But he looked at me and sort of like, you know, long hair because, you know, like the Beatles came uh, when I was 12. And after that, no self-respecting boy ever went to the barber again. So I had long hair and he sort of looked at me like, oh, my God, a hippie. And I looked at him, an extraterrestrial. (laughs) And and that was it. That was basically our exchange. He never gave me an invitation, a card, nothing. He didn't preach to me, and I also kept my distance. But still, it was an impression, something I never forgot. There was a Hare Krishna sitting next to me, and it stayed with me. And there was Hare Krishna again. 
Again and again, Hare Krishna appeared. It, they wouldn't go away, even when I tried. Uh, that was the thing. Uh, the first time they came in my town, a gray van pulled in, a back door flapped open, and all these pink men came out. Too many, if you know what I mean. It wasn't logically possible that so many people could be in one car. Yeah? It wasn't. There were too many coming out. So I thought, this is fishy. This, this is not what it looks like, you know. Mm. Yeah, so little by little, uh, these pe then I went, they came into the street. I went into a shop and looked from behind the glass. And, uh, and someone next to me said, it is a dangerous sect. And I thought, like, whoa, they sure look dangerous. Three months later, they were on TV, and they explained the regulative principles. No meat, fish, eggs, no gambling, no intoxication, and no illicit sex. Then I knew they were dangerous. Confirmed. So like this, it came into my life again and again. And it became like a red thread. And eventually it became like a net that scooped me out of material life. I could no longer ignore this Krishna consciousness, although I tried. Um, so in this way, we see how Krishna is behind everything. Uh, eternal Krishna, who has a plan for us to return to our eternal activity and to give up this temporary entanglement with so many hopes and so many desires and all the things we want to do in so many lives and in the next life we do it again puna punas chewing the chew and then we, and we say I've never done this in my life no we've done it like for for so many lives and again and again and now again we have to try uh, the same old thing, uh, and still not satisfied. Uh, so, but when there's a little inclination, a little inclination towards spiritual life, even if it's vague, immediately Krishna is there, immediately. Uh, and otherwise Krishna is there, behind everything, and like, yeah, we discussed in Nuvindavan also, Krishna puts a little sand in the sweet rice. Just a little, a little suffering in the material energy. And why is it so? Not because he's cruel, but because he can't wait. How long are we going to wait for them to enjoy the material energy? When will you come back? Not coming? Oh, little, little sand take crunch crunch it's sweet but it crunches at the same time so in this way uh, we gradually due to material frustration gradually come to that point where we become a little more open open to transcendental knowledge um, the material world is designed like this therefore one can never think people are not interested in this it's not true uh, inherently, everyone is interested. It's just a matter of time for, for people to come to that point of overcoming the resistance. Uh, yeah. So, we have the, the question comes up, how should we present Krishna consciousness to this world? How can we convince people? Uh, 
yeah, we can go that way and try to come with all kinds of strategies to sort of bring people in. Um, but we see that Srila Prabhupada was not really doing that so much. Uh, he was simply completely coming from the transcendental platform, chanting Hare Krishna, explaining Bhagavad Gita, and it was the days of not going to Vietnam, and Prabhupada is speaking about the war, and Arjuna has to go to battle. And so it wasn't Prabhupada saying, no intoxication. A whole generation was into intoxication. Uh, So bridge preaching wasn't his approach. Of course, he conquered by his his deep his deep conviction his faith in krishna because nobody has that faith uh, no matter how self assured people appear they have doubt they have doubt about what they're doing doubt about about their lives uh, no matter how attached at the same time doubt yeah. no one is sure no one no one is so. Therefore, um, everyone by nature is. Um, if someone comes and is really convinced about Krishna, then he can just uh, impress others. Um, some people would say that uh, this movement is dogmatic, uh, and Prabhupada said. In response to that, why are they so dogmatically saying that Krishna is not God if they haven't seen him? Finished. Right? So in the end, you know, like you cannot say, you know, be so sectarian and say Krishna is the the only way. He is God, you know. No. You should be open and respect all other other types of faith, you know. it's 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 fanatic, you know. If you're only saying Krishna, but you know, very dogmatic kind of fundamentalist type of faith. But Prabhupada didn't see like that. Uh, Prabhupada would just say, "No, they're dogmatically saying that Krishna is not God, and they haven't even seen him. What do they know? Uh, it's just fanaticism. It's just some speculation, uh, some idea." Mm. So this is truly um, the thing. The thing is that in the um, in the Ch- in the Chaitanya Chandramrita, which is a book written by uh, Prabodhananda Saraswati, who was the uncle of Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and who was a sannyasi and a great devotee, and who wrote uh, various books. And uh, it was really interesting in this Chaitanya Chandramrita. He speaks very strongly about Lord Chaitanya with tremendous faith. Uh, and uh, I don't know the names of the deities, but <laughs> what's the names of the deities? Radha Mother Mahan Kija. Um, so what? Uh, 
So in the Chaitanya Chandramrita, um, Prabodhananda Saraswati is speaking very strongly, full faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he speaks about uh, various incarnations. He said, what is the point when Lord Varaha lifted the earth? What was the point when Lord Ramachandra killed so many demons? Right? 14,000 rakshasas in the, in the forest. He said, what was the point of all these things in comparison to what Lord Chaitanya gave? He's saying. So he's very, very... Um, strong in that book. It's it's an interesting book. It's it's not big and it's easy to read. And then he says he makes one statement which is very significant. He says that when one comes to the stage of bhava, at that stage Krishna appears in our meditation. It's no longer in pushing the mind. Uh, we're sitting here chanting japa and mind goes everywhere and I'll push it back to, to the holy name. Uh, I have seen people chanting in the corner of the room, stamping with their feet on the ground. I have seen, you know, I've seen heads shaking, cheeks flapping. I have seen like, I've seen people fall asleep. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. And then after one minute, say Hare Hare. <laughs> I have seen so all these things. Uh, but it's, it remains difficult to focus on the holy name. It is hard. Um, but in Bhava it changes because it says in Bhava Krishna appears in our meditation. Actually, we'll, we can perceive him face to face. Uh, and then everything changes. Um, so it is said that one who is in Nista, this is uh, Chaitanya Sikhsamrita Bhaktivinotaku, he says one who is in Nista, Nista is an advanced stage. Prabhupada said Nista. 60% purified. You know, more serious about Krishna than about Maya. Maya is still there. See, before that, you know, it's sort of a tussle. And some days Maya is, is stronger, and some days Krishna consciousness is stronger. But in Nista, Krishna consciousness, stronger, always. One is strong. So one in Nista is very strong. So it said, one who is in Nista, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Chaitanya Sikhsamrita, can give sraddha, can give faith. He can give faith to others. Said one who is in, in Bhav says, he can give ruchi, he can give taste. He can give taste. And one who is in Prem, he can do anything. He can do anything. Uh, we see Saranga Thakur initiated a dead body and brought it to life. Yeah, that uh, is, today we'll have some initiations, but <laughs> not, not in that way. <laughs> Rather, very <laughs> a lively person. Because, uh, that's definitely beyond my power. 
Um, but anyway, so we understand in, in Bhava, a person in Bhava is actually with Krishna, in that relationship with Krishna. Then such a person can give taste to anyone. Uh, immediately, a taste for Krishna consciousness can bring people in. Then it's no longer just uh, just philosophy. Uh, we have to see uh, behind everything that there is the one eternal. Uh, okay, the eternal, but that's so far away. What about now? We want something now. Uh, one devotee told me, I'm not sure if I don't want to go back. If I want to go back to Godhead, I don't know anybody there. <laughs> kind of. Kind of so. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we'll be all right. You'll be surprised. There may be lots of people you know, actually. Uh, but um, it's sometimes difficult to focus on the eternal dimension. It seems too abstract, too far away. And even we talk about our eternal relationship with Krishna, but we also want a relationship with a human being, a human companion who's with us now. Right? Like that. Um, so these kind of verses that remind us of eternity um, can be difficult. But if we appreciate that there is Krishna, the Supreme Person who is actually full of love and performing amazing pastimes and that he's just right there, full of juice, full of... then, And we just enter into that juice, juicy aspect of Krishna's activities and so on. Uh, then it is easier than to just be philosophical, at least for most people. Uh, once I, in a program, I went around the room and I asked everyone, can you tell me one quality that you find attractive in Krishna? And you know, someone said, place his flute, someone said, lotus eyes, and then one person said, because he's the cause of the effect. And I go like, Okay. <laughs> uh, then there must be some gyan, right? There must be a little bit of gyan, you know, to find that the attractive feature of Krishna, that he's the cause of the effect. For most of us, that philosophy is, it's important to understand, but along with it, we understand sweet-natured Krishna, the beautiful deities in today in bright yellow, um, which immediately makes me think of Vrindavan, of the first day of spring, when all the deities are in yellow. Um, so, like that. Um, the more we hear about Krishna, the more we experience in relation to Krishna, the more we will remember Krishna. Uh, and the more sweetness will come to our minds in the middle of the day when all this, uh, the material energy comes on top of us. But because there are so many things, like I just had the good fortune of staying in Vrindavan for a long time and ever, whenever I see deities in yellow, I think of the first day of spring. Okay? immediately comes to my mind and then when Ananda Vrindavan is sitting there then I also remember Vrindavan uh, in 
naturally. Well, because she was sort of living on the same block. Um, uh, so, what to say? Uh, and when we remember Vindavan, immediately we, we remember Krishna's sweetness, uh, his amazing qualities, and, um, and how wonderful um, his almost human activities are. Uh, because by being almost human, Krishna is very close. And then suddenly, superhuman, lifting Govardhan, and everyone's whew, so unexpected. So in this way, um, this, this verse comes after the 10th canto. Uh, so we've already read the 10th canto by the time we're coming here. So we've already read all the pastimes of Krishna. So we're already remembering them. And now we're just just remembering the eternal. And then immediately we remember Krishna. Aham eva sam eva gre. I, it is Krishna, uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is actually the eternal and the source of everything that is eternal. Um, and in that way, we can uh, be inspired in our Krishna consciousness. Any questions? Any comments? Mm. Yeah, Hare Krishna. Yeah, I wonder if you can just say something about the relation between Radha and Guru and how Radha tries to engage us in the service and connect us to Krishna and Guru is doing the same. Okay. Um, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta made one statement about this and he says that Srimata Radharani is particularly the Guru for those who are in Madhurya Ras and said for and for everyone else Lord Nichananda is acting as the guru for everyone else it's Balaram and Madhurya Ras well then Prabhupada says that in the um, advanced stage of Ashakti that's when we become really focused on our on a particular Ras so in other words um, if we really start to look at Srimata Radharani as our guru or as guru tattva, that's for an advanced stage. Still, Srimata Radharani, we turn to, to Balaram and to Lord Nichananda. Um, because Srimata Radharani is always serving Krishna. She is um, her only interest is to increase Krishna's pleasure, somehow or other. Now, because the ras between her and Krishna is Madhurya ras, therefore her pastimes are, are full of, uh, of indirect dealings, which exists between male and female. And um, sometimes she acts contrary, right? sometimes... She wants nothing more than to be with Krishna, but she acts cold and sort of not interested. 
Um, so, other times, she renders menial service to Krishna. She cooks for Krishna. Um, and other times, she's like the queen, and Krishna is, is like her servant. So this this Madhurya Ras is is um, is the deepest manifestation of pure love of Krishna, and in that way um, we're looking at that. Uh, we are looking at that uh, at, at in amazement. How far can pure devotional go, uh, service go? Um, but for us who are uh, having some inner reluctance in terms of surrender, we always encounter that reluctance somewhere. Sooner or later, there's something where uh, it hurts a little bit and we just have to somehow or other, okay, push ourselves to surrender. Therefore, for us, it's, uh, we particularly take that uh, position of menial servant, and that is emphasized in the guru-disciple relationship. Um, and as menial servant, we are uh, just like Lord Balaram is, is in every possible way the servant of the Lord, completely. So we're following that example uh, until we are, uh, until in some of us, Madhurya Ras may, uh, a real attraction may manifest. Um, but of course, Srimata Radharani is our teacher. She gave up sleeping altogether because she said, sleep also plays part with me right? and also makes me forget Krishna. So, therefore, I mean, I'm not taking a chance. Right? <laughs> I mean, she you know. Uh, yeah, so it is a bit far away from us, at, at, in one sense. Um, so we do appreciate, do take deep inspiration. We do uh, try to increase our own dedication. So she is a role model, in one sense. But then that Madhurya Ras, that that may not. There we have to have some reservation at this stage. Um, so therefore, we stay with Nichananda and Balaram. Thank you, Maharaj. Other question? Yes. Um, you mentioned reluctance or uh, the struggle or the distance between where we are now and where we need to go. So um, my question is, how do, we, how do we stick with it? And that's connected to, we've observed over the years, many people have left mm -hmm. and given up the practice. So mm -hmm. um, why do you stay? Um, yeah, many, Many people have left, let me just connect there first. Many people have left and given up the practice externally, but internally, of course, it doesn't go away. Right? A devotee is rasa graha, and once having had that taste, once you see that whole bigger eternal dimension, right? 
once you know that with each bite that you take, that you get eternal benefit at the same time, how can you eat ordinary food? Once you had prasad, go back to ordinary food. How can you, can you not see that Krishna is behind everything? So it's not easy to go away. I know one person, so that, uh, one person who went away, and then, and and then he finally wrote a book. You know, God, a blue boy, right? and the whole and the whole book was about like, how could God be a blue boy? I met him, you know, like a few years after that, and I said, amazing. You tried so hard to forget Krishna, and still you had to write a book about the blue boy. <laughs> you couldn't help it. Right? Amazing. Amazing. So that's one point. It's not so easy to just go away. But anyway, that reluctance, that kind of the wall that we always encounter, always encounter our own failure. We're living with this amazing philosophy and we know it's the best and then we are encountering our own weakness, our own failure again and again. And, uh, And of course... We may hide that. We may not just, uh, you know, show that to everyone, but it's there, and it is is discouraging in a way. Uh, we, it, it. So sometimes people lose courage and th- and think, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll never make it. But then, yeah, then we should know this is the movement of Lord Chaitanya, and we don't have to. Be cent percent perfect. You know, there is these, there is the element of our endeavor. So we're not a movement of sadhana bhakti and perfect, perfect, perfect sadhana. You must chant the perfect rounds. You must do perfect devotion service. You must be cent percent pure of any material desire. Not a trace left. If there's a slight little trace, down, down, down again into that material world. And try again next life. And we've already tried so many lives. And will it ever work? So, no, there is a lot of mercy now. And there's, Nietzsche, there's Lord Chaitanya's mercy, Nietzsche mercy, Prabhupada's mercy. is just like so. Therefore, even if not perfectly performed, we must go on with great enthusiasm to do what we can. Not always think about what we cannot. Let's just at least do what we can and then work on what we cannot. Right? But do all the things we can because by doing the things we can, we'll be able to do more tomorrow because these things will purify us. They'll give us more strength. And, and then, um, in the end, you know, Lord Chaitanya is very kind. He reaches out to us. And then in the end, there's also Prabhupada, you know, you can always sort of, like I always think, at the end of, the, of, the, of my life, they'll look at like my case, you know. Oh, oh, look at this one. Kadamba, pull out the file. Kadambakana Swami. Ay, 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 it's going to be hard. I don't think, it may really be better for him to do it one more time. You know, it may really be better for him. And this whole discussion is going on and, uh, you know, the tendency will be towards, well, maybe it's really better for him if he just does it one more time. Then someone said, you know, wait a minute. He is one of Prabhupada's party. Oh, Prabhupada's party? Okay. 
then let him in. Because Prabhupada desires it so much that any, he made his whole movement. It's not that he just desired for his directly initiated disciples to go back to God and anybody who's not, sorry, you know, you don't get that mercy. No, he created this whole movement that this movement would be a portal through which people would just go back to God and he prayed for it. And how can Krishna, how can he deny the desire of such a devotee. So that's our hope, huh? that, you know, that, that at the end, you know, that, uh, okay. So therefore we should try very sincerely, you know, we should try sincerely, as, as good as we can, even if we encounter our inner failure, our inner reluctance, our inner lack of surrender to, um, to still go on, even if it is sometimes a little uh, poor quality, anyway, go on, go on, don't give up, go on. And yes, and all those who have left, they're still devotees. They're still devotees. Yeah. In Uvindavan, we're talking about the animals, and they're also devotees, right? They're talking about the raccoons, <laughs> and how, what a nuisance they are. I said, no, but they're devotees. They're taking prasanam. Even the animals. So the whole world is turning into Vrindavan. All the animals are becoming devotees. Mm. How nice. Okay, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Kijaya.